0: Welcome to Zachary and Stephen Half a Podcast. <laughs> I am the f- aforementioned Stephen. And across from me is
1: uh, Zachary.
0: You're gonna play along with that? Well, I thought I thought you were gonna be the straight man, be like, "Can we not
1: do this?" I follow your lead, Stephen. Oh, Wherever no, you lead. look at you! <laughs> look at
0: you. We talk. Just you're a good follower. Yeah, like that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. You should be a good. Everybody should be a good follower. That's
1: exactly right. That's right.
0: Uh, best leaders are good
1: followers. Oh, that's true. Servant we're, leaders, isn't that what they're called? Yes,
0: that is exactly what it is, Zach. So how how's your week
1: been, buddy? How has my week been? It's not as eventful as last week. Last week I feel like I had a super eventful week. You were the fly man. Yeah, say. I guess I can uh, debrief on that a little bit. Getting those kids high up in the air. <clears throat> yes, they they that was my job. So we uh, last time we convened here, I had been convened. to I had been to one said flying parent practice, and three hours, and I was a bit uh, flummoxed. I guess would be the word.
0: <laughs> we're really going all out with our <laughs> yeah. vocabulary this week.
1: Yeah, we're we're, we're like yes, we we're at, we're fifty episodes in. We got to step it up this a little
0: is, bit. Yeah, fifty one.
1: Yeah. Woo. Woo. It's crazy. So yeah. one practice in, I was, I was a little bit overwhelmed. And two more practices, it kind of mellowed out a little bit. We found out that there's flying in six scenes in the play. So
0: is that better than what you
1: expected? I was expecting every scene. Okay. And I think in the first act, there's maybe six scenes. In the second act, there's four. Yeah. So we're not in every scene.
0: Yeah, let's explain just a little bit of backstory, just in case this would happen to be the first episode you've ever listened to, (laughs) we're assuming that's not the case. But Zach was volunteered to do the fly maneuvers, which is like hoisting people up on the stage for his daughter's high school uh, musical, musical, which is...
1: The Little Mermaid.
0: The Little Mermaid. Yeah. So, go ahead. So, yeah,
1: I'm off stage, and so I had to learn the, the proper techniques, the choreography, to take the children up into the air, fly them around the stage, and yes. how to properly do those maneuvers. Um, but it, it turned out all right. I okay. was very sore because I was the brute strength of the group. Yes. So there, you're,
0: you're the strongest dad up on the stage.
1: I am not the strongest dad, but I got stuck in the spot where they expected me to be the strongest. Oh, dad. Oh,
0: gotcha. Okay.
1: Because there was, there's two sets, so there's two. Um, students that fly at one time. Oh, goodness. And it takes two dads at each station. Yes. So there's four dads total. Yeah. Two of them just move them across the stage. It doesn't take any effort other than these ropes go up and down, but there's no real pressure on them. And and so there's no... That's r-
0: the miracle of the pulley.
1: Yes. The pulley makes it go across. So it's just like doing... Yes. Like you would a drapes or something in your house, how you'd on, you would pull the one things uh, on the drapes and the drapes go across. I think people, yes, are familiar with the system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm not that dad. <laughs> <laughs> Those dad need rhythm. I'm not of- the drape dad. No, no, no. I you're more the blind dad. Yeah. So the, the, the n- blinds. Yes, because go, they go up, up and down. down. Yes, they don't go exa- side to side. Exactly. Yes. So once one system has a counterweight on it, a 50 pound counterweight, so that makes the student less heavy by 50 pounds so you pull on the, the 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 rope yes and that student weighs 50 pounds less than they would without this counterweight
0: that's that's incredible yes if only we could all be attached to pulleys
1: but i'm not on that side i'm on the other side that has no counterweight but oh boy. but the issue is it's it's the back side so they want the taller um students in the back yes so that means they're all the heavier students. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do I have the side that does not have the the, the, the counterweight to make them lighter, okay. I have the side that has the heavier students. So yes, the, if there was one of the four spots that was for the brute strength, that's the spot that I got. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why they you would look. Out, man? I,
0: I, they looked at you and they're like this is the guy no
1: no i mean one one other dad he's like he's a coach so he's very well in shape i'm not in shape there's another dad that's a police officer that works out all the time and he's very in shape
0: police officer where i
1: don't know if he's a state police officer oh, i'm not sure I yeah. yeah yeah i think he is yeah. so Those guys are tough yeah so then there's me and they're like, and we're going to put you in that. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> not only did I get volunteered look to do at this. all these guys that are here. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you're not like some weakling, but well, if you see this guy that's like jacked, yeah. why would you not put him in like the hammer position?
1: Yeah. I, I don't think at the time, whenever we picked our spot, it's like uh, I picked the bad spot. Well,
0: that's a little unfair <laughs> for them to be like, these guys, uh, these guys probably know what flying is. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and assume. Yeah. That all these kids know, yeah. or all these guys know exactly what they're doing here.
1: So that was last week, but yeah. this week was just just a uneventful. normal week, uneventful. Thankfully, it's uh, not a bad thing. Yeah,
0: it's not a bad thing.
1: That's a lie. Well, Actually, this week has been extremely eventful. I forgot all about this. I've kind of blocked it out of my oh, mind. Oh
0: man, I'm scared. Well, do you have
1: a story? I, you have a story. I could tell. I
0: have a story. I do have a story, but I thought you had a story.
1: I, I so all right. In our area, there is there is an event happening that is crazy, and I don't think we've touched on this yet. There was a train derailment. Oh, my gosh. Happened. You want to talk about that? Well, it's uh, that's where I, I grew up, in East Palestine, Ohio. My family, my dad's family is from that's East from Palestine. Bessemer. Well, it's just across the line. Oh, it is? In, in Pens- yeah, it's a little bit north of Oh, there. I didn't
0: realize that. But
1: my dad grew up in East Palestine his entire life. Okay. I was born there and lived the first few- Your dad's few- oh, an- <laughs> Yeah, he is, actually. How about that? Did you lose a ton of respect for me? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Let's come back to that.
1: <laughs> and so I have family. So whenever, um, we've talked about this before, whenever I we moved, there was a family farm that we went and stayed at Yeah. that uh, yeah. That you helped me move at. Yeah, we talked
0: about me cutting my He's sleeves cutting off. Cutting the sleeves off your shirt, yes. yeah.
1: So that is less than a mile from where this train derailment happened.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: And this is on national news. Like this is being followed in in Fox News, yeah. CNN, all the big Please things. Tell me it,
0: you weren't part. Y- you weren't the causation of. I this train was. Derailment. I was not
1: the causation of this okay. train derailment. All right. But for my other job, I have two employees that that are work under me that I'm like overseeing yes, what they yeah. do on You're daily a supervisor basis. Yes, I'm the supervisor. Yes. One of them lives a mile from there. Mm. Another one lives a couple miles from there. Mm. And so one of them was evacuated. Because people had to be evacuated after this. This is this is like an environmental disaster that's not really being yeah. understood until like now. Now it's getting the recognition that it needed to happen a long time ago. Like yes. what was happening here. So she was evacuated from our house for from a week. And so, we, so she couldn't work. This was not this past week. It was the week before. So it was crazy that week. So mm. she comes back and she sends off a couple pictures of what's going on at her house like the the, the creek behind her house all this chemicals are in it all these fish are dying like crazy stuff's happening oh that's a, that's a shame so she sends off this picture just on social media on facebook fox news gets a hold of it
0: <laughs> okay Wait, your aunt sent.
1: no this is my coworker, the person coworker, works on her, i'm sorry yeah I'm sorry. yeah fox news gets a hold of it and she says hey guess what i'm gonna be on the tucker carlson show tonight <laughs> so her and her husband were on tucker carlson and since then she has become like the like the go. Like the center, like the face of what is happening down in East Palestine, Ohio. You're kidding me. I am not kidding you. So she keeps calling me as, cause I'm, I have to like schedule her day, all the stuff she does. Yeah. She's like, hey, I've got an interview with the Daily Mail in the UK. I have to take some time off so I could go and do on this.
0: They assume because she took a picture that she is some sort of expert.
1: Well, I think what happens with the media is they see this and then they just all the other media outlets say, "Okay, this person has a story," and they all contact this person. Okay. so she, she she sent off this picture. Fox News contacted her. She's on Fox News, and this is all this is all breaking this week. So
0: she's representing the world, like <laughs> yeah. to the world.
1: She's she was on the Daily Mail. She was on a podcast on Fox News. Oh, she was on like the the live Tucker Carlson show all of these things so are happening and
0: we really missed the boat on having her on our podcast
1: <laughs> i guess so and then so then she's starting to get all of these people from corporations that want to help the the people in this town, yeah, and so she's become the point person for that. She's like, I got a five acre field here, so she, so I guess all of the donations from around the world are coming to her house now, and we're trying to coordinate all of this thing is happening. Yeah, that's cra- crazy 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 news. You it's, kidding me? I am not kidding
0: you because she took a picture.
1: Yeah, and like posted it on his. Yeah, and she became like the, the the face of this. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So this like the employee, one of my wow, yeah, yeah. So this is all happening.
0: <laughs> You're gonna be her employee pretty soon. Like that's how <laughs> yeah, that's how it's gonna little... come. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Zachy.
1: So that's what I was dealing with this week.
0: That is a crazy thing. Yeah.
1: But yeah, we need to be praying for those people because it's a pretty scary situation. Like Absolutely. they they were, you know, had to evacuate from their house and there's physical ailments going on. There's. You know, yeah. Fish are dying, pets are dying, like crazy. Environmental disaster happening in our yeah, army, so. yeah.
0: Well, and what was it? It was like cl- some sort of chlora. It it
1: chloride. it was a it was a train that derailed, like fifty cars derailed, but five of them had hazardous waste, and mm. and it was a chemical called vinyl chloride, vinyl chloride made and mm. used it's, in it's the a making chemical of byproduct. No, it's used in the making of PVC pipe. But it, it, but when it breaks down, it breaks down into these crazy chemicals, some of which were used in like World War One as is like bio or yeah biological warfare, biological guys. warfare weapons. Wow, like that's how nasty some of this stuff is. That's horrible. Yeah. So. But
0: you said they ended up. Well, you didn't necessarily say this. I think I heard the grapevine. They ended up blowing up.
1: So train. so there was one train car that after it derailed, like three days later, it had not. It had, like, pressure building up inside of it, and they were afraid this sucker was going to explode.
0: Explode on its own.
1: Yeah, and, like, like a one-mile explosion was how... Really? Like, a bomb going off. They were afraid this was going to happen. So they decided they were going to, like, poke a hole in it, basically, and make the stuff come out and, like, relieve the pressure. <laughs> Who was the sucker
0: that had to go poke the hole in it?
1: Well, I guess they used, like, some sort of explosion, like some oh. little like device on the side of it that blew up, blew a hole in it. And so... It's cr- craziest thing that happened. If you've seen pictures of this stuff billowing out of out of this yeah. train car, it's like it's like a I don't know a mushroom cloud. So there's no way to contain this. So what happened? I guess vinyl chloride is a liquid. Yeah. What What, what are we talking about? Today?
0: This is a this is a different <laughs> podcast, yeah. man. It's,
1: it's a liquid. So the liquid came out of the train car, and they had to ignite it and and burn to it, burn it off. off. So they threw. So they like dug a trough. Mm-hmm. Okay. They blew a hole in the side of this car. The liquid starts coming out into this trough they, they built. So they threw flares into the trough to burn it up. And that's what you see is this stuff burning up and billowing black smoke. It's still burning? No, it, it burned off it did fairly burn. quickly. But when it did, it was like a mushroom cloud was over western Pennsylvania oh, and eastern crazy. Ohio. Did it, you,
0: if, if, and this is a slight change of topic, but it's also in Pennsylvania crazy. Yeah, probably. yeah. Um, have you have you ever heard of that? It's a town that has had a continual underground fire. Yes, it's for out, like
1: it's out in like the middle of Pennsylvania. Fifty
0: years or something, yeah. sixty years. It's like yes. a rubber fire. Some,
1: yeah, something that's, crazy
0: that's never going to like it. Like the the life on it's like four hundred years or something yes. crazy like that. <laughs> yes, yeah. That that's what that kind of. I was like, man, do we have another one of those kind of situations? But no, that's that's great. What's the name of that town?
1: East Palestine, Ohio. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, it's like. Middletown or something. Middle, Middletown, S- something like that. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well So this, the the train derailment was in Ohio. It was not in Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, but it was only.
0: But right over the border.
1: Right over the line.
0: Right over the line. See, I, I'm always confused by because you talk about like Ohio, and, I and I know that they're like butt up against each other. <laughs> yeah. But like whenever people talk about Ohio, I'm just like assuming it's far away.
1: Yeah. No. no. But we're like we're right on the border. We're, Yes, from where we're sitting right now, it's about 12, 12 miles or so of, from Ohio. Of Ohio. Wow!
0: Yeah, Zach, crazy. That is crazy. That, that so my story is nothing like that story. Well,
1: this is a serious story. It's not a funny story. I want a funny story. This is a this is a crazy. Well,
0: Zach, I'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> you got a funny story? Funny story. Yeah. yeah. So, Zach, um, hit me one more time. All right. Do you remember going to dances when you were a kid, Zach? What was the first dance you ever went <laughs> the to? Fir-
1: you mean like at school? School dance.
0: Did you, like, what was the youngest age you ever went to a dance? Maybe like ninth grade. Ninth, ninth grade? I you think, guys didn't have middle school dances? Uh,
1: we didn't have a middle school in Mohawk. It was seventh. What was high school? Seventh through twelfth grade. Oh,
0: uh, okay, 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 okay. So yeah. seventh and eighth grade at, well, at, at Hickory, where I grew up, uh, seventh and eighth grade was our junior high. Got it. And then you had the senior high. So yeah. junior high, we had our own dances, and that's the first dance I ever went to. It was seventh grade. All right, dance. All right. You didn't go with a date or anything.
1: You just went and had fun. Yes, what? Yeah, sure. You didn't have fun. No. You didn't do like. Do the- I look like a person that has fun? <laughs> didn't do like the electric slide and the chicken dance. <laughs> no. You know,
0: you know it's funny because last night Electric Slide came on. Sarah jokingly turns out. I'll, I'll get to the whole story. She jokingly turns to me and says, "Hey, it's your song. You love this, don't you?" I'm like, "Whatever, dude." Like so, last night, or so a few weeks ago, I was I was told that the um the third and fourth grade yeah so elementary school they have this. Like what they, what they describe as, or they advertise as like essentially a parent child dance. Okay. Like you're taking your child to a dance. So in, in your mind, what, what does that conjure up? Like you're taking your daughter, you would be taking your daughter to a dance. I
1: took my daughter in like fourth grade to a dance at the school. It was a, it was a daddy daughter dance.
0: Daddy daughter dance. Yes. And did you actually spend time with your daughter there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were there. Like I stayed there. And, and so, were yeah. You, were you with her? Yeah. But you. I mean, the dad's kind of sat at a table and the, and the girls went out and, you know, oh, okay. They, okay. Yeah. Okay. But so we were there with them.
0: I get to this thing. Well, this is how it goes. So I get told about this and it was like really exciting because Luke was going to go with Sarah and I was going to go with test test. And so anyway, we, uh, I'm, I'm, we're just about to leave and I'm going to get the trash cans. Um, from my, my driveway, and my buddy Andrew, my next-door neighbor, um, he's going to get his tr- trash cans as well. I'm like, hey, are you going to do this dance tonight? He's like, no, but good luck. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it is not what you think it is. Uh-oh. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Like <laughs> That's not a good start. No, it was not a good start. Yeah. It was not a good start. So we get there, and Zach, this was absolute chaos oh chaos in a room oh um that sounds fun oh it, 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 you know how much i love loud noises you don't
1: you don't like loud noises at all movement
0: constantly yeah and balloons on top of that <laughs> Woo. everywhere yeah so anyway we get there and it is absolute pandemonium going on like these kids it is like these kids uh just went completely unhinged like it was like it's party night let's you hoo it up and they were going <laughs> crazy. Like it was like they were mainlining sugar. All right? That is that is the the chaos okay. that is happening. We So
1: get... so what is the age range of these so it's children?
0: So thir- it was the 3rd and 4th grade dance. Okay. All right. All right. And so we get there. Yeah. And it was like immediate separation from our children. Oh. And it was like almost depressing because you have the kids up front and they're <laughs> dancing around. And they're yeah. having a good time chasing each other, hitting each other. Like my son and his buddies, they're going around. They got balloons. They're smacking each other with yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at them having a good time. And then like the depressing scene is in the back of the room where all the parents like have their heads in their hands. <laughs> like they've made the worst decision of their life. <laughs> all right.
1: And so were like, you like dressed up?
0: N- n- well, luckily, no. I, I I used a little bit of wisdom oh. ahead of time, and I'm like, there's no way this is going to be that fancy, because it's third and fourth grade dance. Yeah. This is, it's not like a formal. It was not presented as such. Tessa wore a very, very nice dress. Luke got a little bit dressed up, but nothing fancy. Sarah and I dressed, um, I would say, better than casual. Okay. All right? I mean, Sarah always looks really nice. I looked like...
1: You're presentable.
0: I was presentable. I look like a youth pastor. All right? That's how I looked. All right. So anyway, we go. and It's immediate separation from our kids, and they're just running around in this, in this chaos with the absolute worst music playing possible. And somehow, these kids know every lyric to every song, and they're singing at the top of their lungs. Some of them are screaming like they've never been released into the wild. It is the worst One of the worst experiences ever. And we get there, and it was from six to eight o'clock.
1: Ooh, that's two hours.
0: Oh, it is two hours, Zach. Okay, two hours. And it's like so, I'm talking to one of my one of my daughter's friends' dads. He and I went to a we took our kids to a Riverhounds game. Okay. Last last year, Not really nice dude. We're talking, having a good time with him, and I'm like, oh man, time must be flying by. It had been 20 minutes from the start, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, this is gonna be a long, long night, and yeah. it was. It was just chaotic. I there's no other word to better describe what was happening there other than chaos like these kids have like just completely let loose but the best part was what some of these kids were wearing and i'm not dogging on these kids but it's like i cannot i <laughs> <You> wish <laughs> i wish i could have filmed it all yeah and then in ninth grade show them the video <laughs> and be like this is what you guys look like six years ago nice but, so you could just have a better picture I, i'm not gonna like I'm not making fun of these kids. It was just funny, some of the fashion choices. Some of these kids. This one. Well, kid, now wait a minute. What?
1: The fashion choices that these kids made? This is the fashion choices that their parents made. They're well, that,
0: in third grade. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> okay. Third and fourth grade. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to take a video and be like, this is what your parents did to you yes. six years ago. Yeah. All right. This one kid, he had what looked like it was a belt buckle. Oh. That looked like the size of a WWE championship belt. <laughs> But it was a straight up belt buckle. All right, this thing was big, and I'm like, that is a choice. But my favorite of the entire night was this kid that had like he
1: he can't even get it out.
0: He had this like leisure suit on, like this really like my mom. Like it was 100%. My mom dressed me. Yeah. All right. Well, for sure. And he had this suit on. That was like super bad. It looked like this was dad's suit that he was wearing, <laughs> but it was clearly like a child size. But was like, he'll grow into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to buy one every year. Right. Right. He'll, he'll have this for at least the next four years. All yeah. right. He'll probably wear this to his seventh or eighth grade yeah. dance as well. Cause he comes in this suit and like, he, he must've been a more popular kid cause the kids like loved him. Yeah, Like, I mean, he was like, he was everybody's buddy. Yeah. You know, he's going around high fiving. Yeah. All right. But he, and he was having a blast, but I was dying because he's running around. Like, I was, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Well, it wasn't anything bad. I was just like, it looks like a, you know how like used car salesman, like that yeah. that image that you conjure up with like, a guy that's in a suit that's a little too big. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what this situation was. But yeah, it was it was like I mean it was cool, but like we didn't spend any time with our kids. Yeah know there was 15 minutes left and um, so Andrew's wife Bethany like uh, was with us as well and we were hanging so out Andrew there. didn't
1: go Andrew did not <laughs> go he
0: had worship band practice uh, okay. at his church so yeah he had a, a fair had excuse Bethany was there uh, with us and it's like quarter till eight and she had had enough <laughs> and she's like all right I'm taking I'm taking their daughter home I'm like <laughs> like Sarah. I'm I'm with Beth. Let's go. We were we were done. It was a long, long night. So um, there
1: are a bunch of sweaty kids then. Oh gosh,
0: <laughs> Luke. Okay, Luke is one of those kids. I shouldn't say this. Maybe I'm going to embarrass him. That kid sweats like a beast. <laughs> like he runs around for a little bit, and his head is soaked. Yeah. I, I'm not like that. I I don't yeah. sweat well. I think like you don't sweat well. I don't sweat well, man. <laughs>
1: you I wish I sweat better than I do. Why well, I wish I
0: did. I wish my body regulated heat better than it does. So what
1: happens? You just run around and just I like, do. pass I, out. And then I just pass out.
0: <laughs> then I wake up, I keep running and then I pass out <laughs> there again. You go. That's that's how my body operates. No, it, like he like he, uh, his body's cool down system is in full working.
1: It's in good. It's in tip-top shape. It's in
0: tip-top shape. Mine mine's like in, in need of repair. <laughs> I don't know if there's a repair shop for that. But it just it made me think of like it was funny cuz going to that dance I was in the exact same place that I was 20 years ago sitting hanging out not dancing like that was that was like nothing's changed nothing's changed um, do you remember going to dances?
1: Yeah. They weren't fun. No. I didn't enjoy any Did you of
0: them. ever dance? Were you a dancer?
1: Not like not like a you know get up there and dance but when the slow dances would come on
0: Of course. There's not a guy our age <laughs> Yeah, back then
1: you just stand there and sway back and forth a little yeah, bit. You sway
0: back and forth <laughs> for the slow dances, fast dances. That was just for the ladies. Yes, it, it go was. Out and have fun with your friends and those few guys that wanted to, like, you know.
1: Oh look, at, look at me. Yeah, I'm not, glad. Not
0: me. I'm glad you need attention. <laughs> I don't. I can stand against the wall, <laughs> talk to my buddies about football. Slow dance comes. Yeah, I'm gonna go ask the girl that I asked to the dance. to Slow dance. That's
1: how it works. Yes. That's
0: how it works, and that's how it should be. Yeah. No. But I did mess up last night. They had a slow dance on. I thought there would be more than one slow dance.
1: So who'd you – oh, if there's only one, did you dance with your daughter I didn't or your did dance
0: wife? with anybody. You're sitting down Ugh. and like, no, like two well, of the
1: da- – No, of- no, no, no. See, see, that's not the way this works. If you go to the daddy-daughter dance – It
0: wasn't a daddy-daughter dance, bro.
1: It was a daddy-daughter dance and a mummy-son dance, I guess. Don't
0: ever say mummy-son. <laughs> well, if you say daddy, you got to say mummy. Daddy-daughter doesn't sound bad. Mummy-son sounds like <laughs> –
1: it sounds like we got that, that, issues. That sounds weird. <laughs> I went to the mummy sun dance. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a joke on that, but I'm going to yeah, let it be. Don't.
0: <laughs> don't make a joke. Don't make a joke. But go ahead. So you're, you're saying that I should have gone immediately to my daughter at that point yes. and had it I And I recognize that now, yes. and I know I messed up. All yeah. right. Because okay the whole slow dance is going on and like three dads got up and danced with their daughter
1: yeah, they're the good they're the they're, they're the, the good okay
0: they're the good dads <laughs> whatever dude whatever so but and i'm like but i'm like tessa doesn't even care she wasn't even looking at me she was with her friends and she was having a good old time yeah. And i'm like okay that's cool yeah. like she doesn't need me yeah like 10 seconds to go in the song she looks at me with those big blue <laughs> eyes like are you going to come dance with me, dad? I'm like, come on. And then immediately they start pl- playing another slow song. So I get up and I'm going to go dance with my daughter. And then they stop it and start playing another song. Ugh. A fast song. Ridiculous. I was not happy. Hmm. And that's when I left. Not because I was protesting, because I was like, let's get out of here. Like, this is not at all. I'm like, never again. Oh, never man. again. But I remember why I didn't like going to dances in the first place. It's yeah. just not my scene, Zach. It's never been my scene. Yeah, not like you. I know. I know you liked it. I have
1: not Zach, You know my musical abilities. I've seen and you talents. dance.
0: You love to dance. You see me dance. Yeah, you like dancing, buddy. No, I don't. You dance all the time. <laughs> <laughs> people, people don't know you. Like Zach. Zach can he? he
1: the this, you're straight up making this. The off. man's
0: rhythm is unlike <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> All right, he he just is a dancer. Yeah. Justin Timberlake here in well, our that church is, true. is what Zach is. That All is right, true. yeah, he could cut a rug.
1: Yeah, straight straight cut <laughs> it. Straight
0: straight cut a rug. All right,
1: when we come back, that was a tremendous first segment. Let it was a
0: fantastic it. first segment. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna talk about the Asbury revival. See you in a minute. Well, welcome back to the podcast from our brief break from whatever goofiness we had to talk about to something that's actually very serious and something that's kind of, it's an interesting notion, something that's happening in our country right now, specifically in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, known as, uh, it's at Asbury College, which is a Christian college, a Methodist college, in what part of Kentucky is that?
1: I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Some I, part. I, of I don't Kentucky. think it's far from Louisville. It's about an hour away from Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. It's Louisville. <laughs> I know. You have to say it like you have a mouthful of Louisville. cotton or something. Welcome to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That is, the that is you are 100% I, I was, correct. Not, I'm not wrong. Anyway, <laughs> so it's about an hour away because the only reason I know that is because uh, Kyle Edelman, one of the pastors that I listen to on a weekly basis, uh, said he and his son, well, he was talking about it in his message this past Sunday. Okay. And he was saying that um, he felt. Like, God was, like, telling him to go check it out. Okay. And he said, okay, God, here's the deal. He's like, if you wake me up before 2 o'clock in the morning, that's Saturday going into Sunday. Like, yeah. th- right before he was going to preach that okay. morning. It's like, you wake me up before 2 o'clock, he's like, I will go. Anything else, though, I'll know that you don't want me to go. He said he, he got woken up at one forty-five in the morning. <laughs> he looks over his clock, and he's like, okay. <laughs> and So he woke his son up, and they drove the hour to get there um because this this revival that's going on there and we'll talk about what a revival is here in a second this revival has been going on for over a week and a half at this yeah. point um and he gets there and he said it was a smaller group of students cuz he said it was like the 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning shift essentially okay. um but he said he got there and he prayed with some of the students and that kind of thing and uh you know he just felt moved to to help out and be part of it because he is local. He is yeah. a, technically a local pastor. And I feel like, you know, that's an appropriate response to it. Yeah. So Zach, like we've been talking about this for the past day. Yeah. Really. I, 12, I didn't know anything
1: about it. You sent me – you said, hey, let's talk and about see, this tomorrow. I, I didn't
0: know anything about it either. One of my, my, my fellow pastor friends here at the church, he, he said, hey, what do you think about this whole thing going about down in Kentucky? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I didn't
1: know anything He's about, like, about it. He's like, there's a
0: revival going on at this college. And then I, I looked into it. And listen, okay, so <sighs> – I struggle with stuff like this.
1: Well, let's talk about what is a revival. Yeah, because I had no person. idea what a revival was until you sent me this. All right. And I've sung songs where they say, send revival.
0: Send revival. And we're always, I mean, you, I feel like we hear about this more in the charismatic churches, especially. Methodist is not, not charismatic. charismatic. No, they, they, uh, But you know what the funny thing is? Okay, just a little aside. I, I went to a thing this past Christmas down at Victory okay. in, in town. And there was two ladies there that I sat down with. They were two fellow pastors um, of two Methodist churches, all right? And they said the Methodist church actually used to be far more expressive than it is today. They said like 100 years ago, the Methodist church was kind of like the charismatic church. And then they toned it down throughout the past century. Um, So this is not shocking that this is happening at a Methodist school, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's all very interesting. So revival.
1: So what is a revival? So
0: revival is from what I can, it's, so there's no like,
1: there's no, there's no there's, word in the Bible that says, Hey, revival. This but,
0: is what revival is. Yes. So the Bible because there, there was no need for revival in the Bible because it was, well, that well, <laughs> revival of the hearts of the individuals. But like, as far as like what we're talking about here, this kind of movement, um, the church was in its earliest stages.
1: As, as far as the Christian church, yes. The Christian Be- because, church. Because, yeah, the Bible only goes, I mean, Revelation's less than, what? It's less than 100 years after Jesus. I mean, John is still alive, right? The last. John, yeah. So, I mean, at the, at
0: the latest, at the latest, Revelation was written in, in some 96 AD or something. 96 like that. AD, which would have, I mean, that would have made John extremely old. Very old. old. Uh, which I, I, it was probably more in the 80s, I'm assuming. But, I mean, scholars. Yeah disagree all the time on that. So, I mean, what the book of Revelation is calling to is revival within the churches because they are some of them are floundering. Yeah. So Zach, go ahead. so revival, yeah. like you're asking me, I I felt like I was I was spinning out of control.
1: <laughs> What's a revival? There.
0: What is revival? I mean, because I mean, when we look at the big biblical, there is no strong biblical example of this actually happening. There's a call for it yes. in Revelation, like we were saying. But what what is the modern church's interpretation of revival?
1: Modern church, well. Oh. What is happening down in Kentucky now, from what I've been reading, is similar to other revivals that have happened throughout history. Yeah. Um, And in our country, we've had a couple of them. The last one being in like the 70s. That's where the Jesus freak movement came from. Um, pastor Ron in our church talks about that all the time. All the about, time. About the 70s and going into barns and doing, like, revival type, yeah, type Greg, things. and
0: there's a movie out right now called The Jesus Revolution that talks a lot about that. It's, docu- and it's not a documentary. It's like a docudrama.
1: Okay. I've I never have, seen it.
0: I haven't seen it either. It's in theaters right now. Oh, okay. And it's got, like, a bunch of different people. But it's it's the story of Greg Laurie, who's still a pastor to this day. Okay. And the 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 somewhat revival amongst the young people that was happening at that time, where people were being. Moved to call on a higher power outside of what was already going on in the world around them, which was the kind of the free love movement, yeah, like of the sixties, the late, the mid to late sixties into the early seventies, yeah. And this was like the countercultural response to it,
1: yeah. Um, so, but what's going on now is when they talk about revival, it's this idea that the Holy Spirit is coming to a certain church, certain area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they are having basically a church service that lasts for a really long time. So I guess it was like February eighth or something like that, or maybe maybe February fourth, something like that. Yes. It. So they started a church service, and it hasn't stopped. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they church said it was serv- supposed to be a
0: two-hour. Chapel service, or an hour-long chapel service, and it's now turned into, it's. I think it's going on 10 days? Something like 11 that. 11 days?
1: And so what's happening is people are they're just doing worship music, people are coming up giving messages, giving testimonies, and the idea is that the Holy Spirit is working on the hearts of the people there, and they are just, it's just you go there and it's nothing put on, it's not like there's these v- big charismatic speeches going on, it's just people wanting to draw closer to God, and so through, I mean... This is the first revival that's happened in the social media like generation yeah. era. So like stuff's going off on TikTok, on these social media platforms, and people are seeing it, and now people are coming from all over to take part in this. Yeah. And so but what happens from these revivals is sometimes there is cultural change that happens or change that happens in the way a, church, a typ- typical body of believers worships. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a change happens to even you know the psyche of a nation, maybe like yeah. like in the in the seventies when people came, it was like like you said this counterculture movement where they were leaving this idea of, you know, f- free love, the sixties, that that mm-hmm. culture to, hey, we need to get back to honoring God with the way we live and mm-hmm. li- you know that type of thing.
0: That really, what free love was, was actually bondage, to right worldly ways,
1: right? Yeah, and so the the Interesting thing though is, and so you you have to think. Okay, is this a real movement of the spirit happening, or is this just people doing it? Right, like
0: sensationalism.
1: Yes, like emotional response. Hyper, not not the Holy Spirit moving, but people just people 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 doing this.
0: People, it's you know a movement of the people. I think it's a little bit of A, and a little bit of B. Not saying it's hyper, like sensationalism. I'm saying it's. I think it has to be. People meaning the call of the
1: Holy Spirit, you know, and so, so, uh, so. The interesting thing though is this is happening at Asbury College mm. in Kentucky in 1970. Happened at Asbury. It happened at Asbury College, it at Asbury college and, yeah. and, and and this as well. So a, as scholars would say, a legit revival that changed the you know spiritual temperature of a whole nation happened at this place. Oh, they're saying
0: it started a nationwide phenomenon at that college.
1: Yes. Oh. And, and so now it's happening again, but it's happening at the exact same place. So the question I have would be, is this just <laughs> students like, all right, if I'm in college and I know the history of my college and I'm like, you know what, let's do that again. Yep. Like, let's, let's do that again here. Or is it just, it hap- God's spirit worked there once. Yeah. It's going to work there again. Like, I think that's the question that's going through my mind right now. Yes. And I mean, how, I mean, you can't. I, I, I I'm not there. I'm not part of it. So I can't be a person throwing stones and saying the Holy Spirit's not moving.
0: This 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 is the this is the issue that I have with this it, with the social media age. I mean I I've I'm on record saying over and over again how how much I don't appreciate social media. Uh, do do I think it could be used for good absolutely, but I think all too often I would say a high percentage of what social media is used for is the comparison game, yeah. and um, like, look, look at what I'm doing, look at what we're doing, and I struggle with that. And so, like, I want this to be a good thing. Yeah. Does our country need revival? Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Like, we we need to call upon the Holy Spirit. We need as a nation to call upon the Holy Spirit. But I think these things should be localized like let's not all call attention to one specific place yeah like let's let's like let's let let's let the spirit break out in pittsburgh let's let the spirit break out and it, it takes the willingness of people to do this not not a location it's not yeah. like the holy spirit stronger in kentucky than he is in california or pennsylvania or florida or you know seattle where, where uh, you know washington yeah like he, it's the same God, no matter where we're at. So why call attention to one place, and, and use it maybe more as inspiration? Yeah. To do the same for our local community, say, God, let's let's allow you to to speak in and through the, our people. Let's get up. Let's give our testimony. Let's do this. Like the Holy Spirit is constantly calling us to this. It's our willingness to say, okay, I'm going to take it upon myself and a group of people. To say, all right, let's make this a movement. Let's yeah. do this.
1: That's the thing. Is is this the beginning of it? A beginning of a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue that we have now is we are so hyper political and partisan, and mm. um, that's a good point. Social media can it work the same? I mean, the Holy Spirit can obviously work on people's hearts, mm-hmm. but what? what makes my skin crawl is when Christians are portrayed just so stupidly on TV, on movies, on, you know, and so when the culture sees a newscast of, you know, without context of a church service and you see people raising hands and dancing around, it makes you look like a moron Mm. basically. And it makes me as a person of faith being like, that's not what's happening there. Things are being taken out of, out, out of, of context. Out of context and out of when you're there and experiencing God moving. Yeah. You might look silly. I mean, even in the Bible, they talked about the, the people that were the skeptics on the outside said, these people are drunk. Like these mm. people that are there experiencing yeah. God, like that was their response. It's the same in our culture now. But but it, it it makes, you know, when you see it like that, social media, television, whatever, it makes you look dumb. Yes. And it, and it makes me, I, I have this instant like, a cringe factor happening. Yeah, and that's what I worry about. It's like, so is it drawing people to God or is it pushing them away? But I mean, if you're standing in a church and a movement of the Spirit is happening, you're not thinking about what somebody in 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 Texas or California is posting on their Instagram. You're in the midst of the Spirit and allowing Him to move in your life. I guess it's our response then, as believers, to seeing what is happening as God's Spirit's yeah. moving to. Still honor God and draw people to God, and not—I I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'm still trying to process. I this.
0: know, and I think that's where I'm at too. With it is like I'm not saying that this is a a bad thing or necessarily a good thing. I don't know. I, I want to see this play out a little bit better. I think. I think our our responsibility here as as leaders in the church is to make you aware of it, yeah, and 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 give you the information needed to make an informed. Decision, just as we are, and so you have to start looking at the facts and what what qualifies something as a revival. And there's yeah. several things. So Zach and I were doing a little bit of research, and one of the things that we found um, on it was a it's a website called Seminary Now. It's a it's a just a it's a website that has um, theologian blogs and that kind of thing. And obviously, this is one of the biggest like news th- news pieces that's gone out in a long time concerning the church. Yeah. When it comes to good things. Yeah. You know, like th- this is potentially one of the the biggest happenings here.
1: Right, because when, when a revival happens, a lot of times it changes even how we worship on a Sunday because out of the 1970s came like the contemporary music like like yeah, contemporary, worship be, worship yeah, contemporary worship music yeah contemporary worship music that was one thing that came out of that movement was yeah. a different way it's not you know we don't do hymns anymore in church yeah. in your hymnal yep. you know we, we we worship in a different way so that came out of that movement so yes. the question is this new movement is is there going to be another shift in how we honor god so like things like that are, could could happen from exactly
0: this. so what uh, the writer of this article his name is Thomas Lyons Um, And he's talking about everything that's going on at Asbury College – or Asbury University. I've been calling it college, but it is, in fact, a a university. Um, This started on February 8th, and it's still going to this very day. So we're at day nine. I was actually – that was incorrect when they said 10 or 11 days. Um, So he's trying to help people understand what does this all mean – what is happening here and so the first question he said that we need to be asking if this is a revival where are the conversions so a big part of a revival is that people are giving their lives over to Christ and Zach made I think a really good argument is in the in the day and age of social media um, it's it's it is a two-edged sword uh, because while it's, it strikes and it convicts the hearts of some yeah it also, drags away some of the others it pushes away some of the others because it's like like you were saying it looks it could come across as foolishness yeah in the eyes of those who don't understand god don't understand the holy spirit that's one of my greatest concerns is like this is the the i mean on one hand it's like we could be praying for these kids because we're exposed to like what's happening there but also What about those people that don't understand this and they're like, this is why I don't want to be part of the church. Yeah. Like, look look at these people. Like, what are they, what are they doing? Yeah. And that's like the whole thing. It's like, I, like our prayers can, I I think we need to come together as the church and pray together. Mm -hmm. But the Bible is very clear about making a spectacle. Yeah. Of, of that. It's like, don't go into the streets like the Gentiles do and like make make a public mention of yourself. That's why they would go into the streets. They didn't have social media back then, but to get the attention of other people, they go out into the streets and and make these grand gestures. Very true. I would have I would have said, "Okay, guys, if we're going to continue this, no cameras in here whatsoever. Yeah. People can know that we're doing it. That's great. But let's be praying for yeah. Our our our, ho- our hometown, our region, our nation. Yeah, the the spirit of God would break out. Let's inspire other people without it being seen. Yeah, and you could say to yourself, "Well, doesn't that inspire people?" Well, we're inspired by God constantly, and we don't see Him. Yeah, I mean, we see what He's doing, but we don't see God. So, like us to make the argument that to have faith needs to be seen, that that's null and void. Like you, right. you don't need to see it. I would say. Allow it to be known, yeah, that this is breaking out, but like what i'm what I'm not enjoying with this is nationally known pastors and i'm not I'm not ragging on Kyle Edelman. I love Kyle Edelman. I think he's a man of genuine heart and conviction, and he was going there to pray for them. and I yeah. think what his his goal was not he didn't take pictures in there, yeah of it or anything like that. But I, there's another nationally known pastor that I do have a high amount of respect for and there was a picture on his social media of him there up in like the up in the balcony praying. Yeah. By himself. So somebody else took that picture for him to post on his own social media and I'm like, "See, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Now we're making a spectacle of this." And this needs to be <clears throat> once again like it doesn't have to be private. I'm not saying for us to pray for revolution and pray for God's spirit to break out in the hearts of man, in the hearts and lives of man. It needs to be completely private and isolated. We do need to come together. We should be the church together. But I don't think we need to be making a spectacle. Of it. We don't need to, like, take videos and do all this. It could do yeah. more harm than good yeah. in the long run. And it's like, where's our heart in this? If we're getting all this attention for what we're doing, we're no better than the Gentiles. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to be wise about how we approach this. Um, you know, even within our own our own church. Like, I would love to see the Holy Spirit. And we're seeing it, Zach. Yeah, Like, I, I firmly believe what we see happening even within our own church is people see the need for something greater in their lives. Yeah. And so why wouldn't we come together and celebrate that and right. ask God for that?
1: I think for me, um, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. you want it to be an outreach, yes. right? And we want to bring people to Christ and not to push them away. Yes. Um, and so, if in in a culture where one side watches one news network, another side watches another news network, yeah. in churches where we are siloed, where one group doesn't even talk to another group, right? Mm. It's this: Are are we doing our our evangelism work in an echo chamber? Is yeah. is what I'm what I'm wondering here. We can have revivals and such where the 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 church comes together as a community of believers, and we grow closer to God and get prepped to go out and do the work of evangelism and talking to people and and, and shedding the gospel. Um, but a a video of us in our preparation time should not be, you know, that's not what is going out and going to change lives in any generation, but especially in a generation that's so partisan and Mm -hmm. so meaning two sides. Like, you know, the culture has an idea of what Christians are. They're becoming more and more cult-like. And so to show pictures of people in a church doing, you know, worshipful things before God looks silly to someone who does not have a relationship with God. Exactly. That's the danger. So doing these things and publishing it for people to see is that allow is that doing the work that God wants on people's hearts who are unbelievers now if you're a believer and you want to go down there and maybe get you know plugged back into the power source right or yeah. or understand you know get some closeness to God again i don't i think that's a great thing um but then what do you do with it how do you take this renewed um, sense of the spirit working in us, and then going out and changing the world for for God's kingdom and God's glory, and it's personal relationships, yeah. and it's having conversations, it it's 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 going out there and being the hands and feet and that type of thing. <clears throat> so, just a a visual of a church service and and that type of thing is not what we need, but it but that doesn't mean it's not a good thing because it could be the the the, the body of believers coming together having the Holy spirit come work and prepping us for a good work that's about to happen. Exactly. So what, what's going to happen moving forward? Okay. We need to, um, take what we're seeing and use it for God's glory and not our own, not saying, Hey, look, what's happening. Our church is amazed. Our, the church on the whole is there's a revival going on. We're excited about it. Look at us. It needs to be look at God and how can we, you know, do that. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but that's the concern that I no, have. No,
0: and nothing that we're saying right now is like making accusations at the hearts of the no. people. It's just how things are being presented, and I think we always need to do things with a watchful eye. Yeah, like We can't just take things at face value without doing a little bit of research and coming to understand what exactly is happening. Now, I like what you're saying, Zach. It's like we need um, not only to look at this as something that is is it is it um, inspiring? Absolutely. But like we've been talking about this whole time, it's like, but this is not the responsibility of one little group in Kentucky to do this. I mean, there's 1,500 kids there at, at their maximum praying and worshiping and, and calling on the power of God. But they're already all, I'm assuming, believers. Yeah. Are we seeing conversions <clears throat> happen from this? I'm sure there are some or people at least – giving themselves back over to God or uh, com- recommitting themselves to God. Yeah. But what the reaction for the church as a whole is, is not like, let's not sensationalize this. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's build upon it. Let's
1: build upon it right, in because, our local communities. Because this article that we were looking at here and, and he kind of gets into that. He talks about, um, so the question is, is where are the conversions happening? Um, He says a revival has happened, biblically and historically, first among believers, and then its effect spills out on local communities and societies. But it starts—so these revivals start, he says, in Acts 2 and Acts 4, they were Jewish peoples who knew God. In Acts 8, they were Samaritans who knew God. In Acts 10, they were God-fearing Gentiles. So this idea is that the Holy Spirit is coming on a group of believers, and then that spills out into the local community and into— to the to the world as a whole so if that is what's happening we need to you know we need to like you said take that to our communities as well. If the Holy Spirit is moving through through, through the country in a way that's <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in, in a part of it's kind of silly because the Holy Spirit is always here with us. I know. And so we we always need to be that's seeking him was. and having personal revival in our own life and yeah. then taking that out. Exactly. But if this is a way of awakening us out of our distracted, you yeah. know, American lifestyle and seeing, you know, the the Holy Spirit as God in us, because a lot of times we live, you know, like Paul with the blinders on our eyes to, to what, who really God is. If that is helping us to take those, you know, glasses of distraction off and allowing the Holy Spirit to come and work in our hearts, then that's great. Yes. And we can take that as a picture of how we can do it in our own lives and our own communities. Wonderful. Let's do that. And let's have God, you know, be, let's have, you know, Christ's, you know, culture come to this earth, his kingdom, like it says in the Bible, yeah. and let's do that as followers of him.
0: And that's exactly what needs to be happening. Like, we, we need to, like, I mean, the Bible is very clear in telling us, he's standing at the door and knocking. He's yeah. waiting for the opportunity to come into our lives and to change our hearts and our minds and transform us to be something more than we ever thought we could be in yeah. this world. But we don't let it happen because we're so caught up in our own things, and then we see this wellspring yes. happening. It's like, well, it's, it's it, Kentucky's the hot spot, and it's like, and we pretend like the Holy Spirit's just present yeah. in Kentucky. When the truth is, he's he's waiting for you to say, "Okay, come on in. Yeah. Let's get the party started. Yeah, let's get to work right here in my local community, and let's not make a big deal about it. Let's make this place." Like every individual church, a welcoming place that people are, feel like I, I connect here. Yeah, that's what needs to be happening. That's what true revival is. It's not some. I mean, it's it's great that these kids are doing this for days in and days out. Yeah, I mean,
1: and, and if it's a if it's a symbol in a way for us to get our acts together. Yeah, then that's great. Yeah, like like we've been talking about to to change our focus from whatever's not godly to what is godly. Yep. That's what we need to do.
0: Yeah, in a post-COVID world, like I mean, when everyone became so much more isolated, yeah, and uh, so more, uh, way more individualistic than we ever were before, th- there needs to be a call to to something more. And I'm 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 thinking that people are finally starting to see that that the isolation is not good for them, whether they realize why isolation is not good for them. It was funny because I was reading, I was just reading about this in our my wife and I do a devotional in the morning. And that's what we were reading about, like the idea that man is not good on their own. Like we need, like God gave us, you know, um, you know, uh, in that in that regard, we're talking about Genesis account, like somebody be in our lives for our our whole lives. Like a husband and a wife come together, the two become one, right? But like I, the idea goes beyond that. It's not just with the spouse; it's with people. Man is not good alone. Mankind is not good alone. We need each other. So, okay, if things are not working like they used to without compromising the Bible, let's do something that will get people back in the doors of the church that will get them excited and mm-hmm. ignite their hearts for the love of Jesus Christ above all else. But we keep going back to I think too often it's like, well, this is how we've always done it yeah and it's it's worked before. why wouldn't it work now well look at look at what's happened in the world in the past fifty years from. Okay, Asbury College, for example, 52, 53 years ago, they have this this massive revolution that happens. Why? Because they started looking at things differently to the appeal to the hearts of people where they were at. Yeah. But the Bible didn't change. Right. The Word of God wasn't compromised. There's still, the truth was being told, and, like the, like, we saw throughout the world, like, even, like, you know, you look at the movie Jesus Revolution, which talks about spiritual breakout in California— it wasn't just there; it was throughout the whole country. The, the 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 music scene within Christianity changed at that point for over the next fifty years. It went from hymnals yeah. to a guitar being played in the church. Which I mean, there's still some churches that are like guitar and drums have no place in the church. <laughs> but the truth is, it's like we cannot rest, uh, you know, rest on our laurels and say like, "Well, it's always been this way, and this is how it should be, and this is the only way to respect God." No, like there's God is, like, we have so many opportunities to honor God and worship God in, in our, in our, the way that we care for other people and put him above all else. As long as we continue to do those things and we allow his word to be the guidelines for our life, then we're not going to, like, go off course. But we maybe have to do a better job of, of getting the word of God out there to the people and make it, like, under, like have a fresh appeal to get them in the doors Without compromising anything. I'm not saying we start saying that, okay, this is okay and that's okay. No, no, no. We're not going a la carte Christian. We're not going to no. go the deconstruction route. We're going to say, this is everything still stands. But right. let's let Jesus transform your heart instead of, like, back in the old times. Like, you look at, like, the Billy Graham revivals. Yeah. Those are a lot more of, like, hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you don't want this. You want this. I'm not saying Billy Graham was that... That's like, you know, um, but it, it, it legalistic.
1: Yeah, but, but, but it that appealed, appealed to, that generation. to that generation in that time, right? And my grandfather still loves. I mean, ninety six years old. Exactly. He, we were talking he, about he, that last
0: week, but yeah. it appealed to his generation, right? The great, the, the great generation, the the greatest generation, yeah. I believe, is what they're called. That that era of people, they responded to stuff that way because that was the personality, that was the world that they lived in, yeah. and so
1: they got it that way. Right. What part of Jesus's character can we take and appeal to our family, friends, and who, you know who the people that God puts yeah. in our life? Exactly. And it might be a different part of God's character than it was 50 years ago. The um, same truth different you know facet of it yep and and hits people differently because yep. people's needs change as culture changes and uh yeah i and think that's I, a very good point point.
0: and i think what what our generation wants more than anything is is authenticity and transparency we talk about that a lot but the question that always comes up with our generation and younger is why why back then i feel like it was just like well this is what it says yeah well that doesn't satisfy. And there's God's word gives us plenty of reasons why. Yeah. But that it's the longer route, road. It's the longer route that we have to take. But if that's what it takes to get people to understand the transformative power of Jesus Christ in their life, then by all means, let's give into it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's put in the harder work. Yeah. So we could see revival break out in Pittsburgh, in Cleveland, in you know, in <laughs>
1: Yeah, Cleveland need, too. It, everybody yeah. <laughs> needs it, Zach. Yeah.
0: Everybody needs it. But think about what could be done if we all open our hearts up to the Holy Spirit and not just look at this view. Philadelphia like, Philadelphia. Oh, oh, oh New right. York City. Yeah. Like the whole idea is that we open our hearts up to the transformative power of Jesus Christ. And this could break out anywhere. We don't have to look at one city and one university. It's like, look at them, let's go there. Yeah. Let's get behind this. Yeah, let's get behind it. Let's pray for those kids. But then let's say, Holy Spirit, do that here. Yeah, Do that now. Help us to transform this place so that we can invite people and they can give their lives over to Jesus Christ. And we will see a nationwide movement, but it starts with us. It doesn't start with a location. There is no hot spring in one spot, all right? The Holy Spirit is ever present in our lives everywhere we go. Yeah. So it comes down to your personal choice and responsibility in saying, if revival's going to break out, I've got to be willing to do the hard work. The end. The end. The end. Good I job. mean Is there anything else that you wanted to say, Zach? I, I, no, I feel I, like I shanghaied this. Uh...
1: No, it's good. If you, if you got the Holy Spirit tugging on you and you got something to say.
0: Zach, I always have something to say. It's it's whether or not it's actually helpful is the real question. But no, I mean I I care about this kind of stuff. Obviously, I think we care about this kind of stuff because I I sensationalism could become a driving factor. Yeah. And I don't want people to be misled or misinformed or mis like or misunderstand a situation and make it all up to be like, okay, it's this one isolated event. Yeah. It's not an isolated event. No. This is happening all the time. It's just like all of a sudden there's like this nationwide response to this. And like I said, it could be a very good thing in the sense that, hey, let's all be doing this. But it could also be a bad thing to be like, look at this group. Yeah. Let's all focus in on this group. No. <laughs> that's not what God wants us to be doing right now. Yeah. He's saying, see what they're doing? You do it too. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. I've, I've said enough. I've said enough. I, like, do you have any closing remarks? Because I don't want to cut you off, buddy.
1: No. I think I think we t- we covered as much as we know. I mean, we're not experts on this no, we're not. topic at all. But, but we are followers of Christ. And we're want,
0: passionate about what we do.
1: Yeah. And we want the Holy Spirit to be working in all of our lives. Yes. And um, yeah, I think we touched on it. We did it.
0: Very good, Zach. Well, for Zach and Steve, uh, Zachy and Stevie, Yeah, last week was a lot of fun. Yeah. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, which I I think it was one of the the most listened to, yeah, go back and listen to it. It was one of the best sign offs of all time, and also one of the best post. I mean, the whole thing was amazing. Grandpa <laughs> Ken was an amazing uh, co host. Yeah. last week, even, like just hearing his life story, but when especially when he did the the game part was I think one of our all time <laughs> favorite moments in the history of this podcast. I'll never forget that. So, for Zach and Steve, have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zachy. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>